Hey, I'm Isaac from Mountaineer, and you are listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, Isaac, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today on Interview Under Fire. Welcome yeah, to the thank show. Thank you for your interest in, in happening to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we've, t- we've taken an interest in the last, you know, a couple months about your uh, band's upcoming, you know, um, you know, first of all, you know, how are you guys doing? How have things been for you, uh, for your band as of late? And how long have you guys been on lockdown? Well, uh, I mean, California is what, in something fifth or sixth week, it's hard to keep yeah. track of them in the same way. <laughs> True. Um, individually, as, as band members, you know, we're all doing good. We're all in um, communication and really excited about this release. Um, we did like many bands, you know, we had shows and tours and all that planned. We were really hoping that we would um, do a tour together this summer to promote this album. And obviously that's not in the works. So we're kind of we're missing each other and we're missing getting to rehearse and, you know, play in person. But right. we're, we're really excited that, you know, we can share this with the world in this kind of difficult time. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, it's it, it's not something you plan for a pandemic. Yeah. You know, there's so many other protocols, you know, that bands and, and publications and, you know, labels like that, like they're prepared for. But, you know, a pandemic, it's, you know, it's not something that just it just came out. I mean, we knew about this, you know, back in like December, mm-hmm. but didn't think mm-hmm. as all of us think, oh, it's not going to get that bad. And of course, you know, there's yeah. so many, there's so many big issues with it. But the only one I can think of with Mountaineer that's kind of we're excited, but we're kind of bummed out at the same time. Is yeah, we saw the um, the Life Force record sent us pictures of the vinyl that's been printed, and it's it's gorgeous. I mean, it Man. we're so excited about it, and right. they apparently can't send us any right now because they're located in Germany, in Berlin, and and we're here in California, and so there's no way to physically get us the vinyl. Man. I mean, we'll okay. It's like oh, yeah. it's little things like that, you know. So, you know, being stuck at home, you know, it's like all of us are doing. How are you? You know, you're a guitar player. So how are you keeping up with your guitar chops? Do you live in a place where you can just crank up and play? Like, uh, Yeah, I mean, I haven't cranked up my Model T to like okay. ridiculous volumes and, and destroyed all the neighbor's ears. <laughs> I do live somewhere where I'm able to play. And uh, several of us have kind of pro tools, practice rigs up at home. Yeah. So I have been doing a little bit of writing. And I think, you know... I, something we've been exploring lately is even though we had the plans to go tour and and try to play some shows and promotion of bloodletting you know maybe now is the time like other bands that we just keep it writing and keep making art that's important to us so i have gotten to play guitar and and i think the others have as well the other writers yeah. A lot of the bands, you know, what they're doing nowadays is, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys have talked about it, you know, they're going live on Twitch, they're doing live streaming, and as far as like doing yeah. shows, you know, um, as, as far as that is concerned, um, do you think, you know, it, do you think the quarantined induced like live streaming surge is going to affect, you know, the touring musician business going forward, such as yourselves? Um, I mean, with bands that are loud like us, I've yeah. played in several loud <laughs> bands where the logistics of, of firing on all of the, uh, you know, multiple stacks of amplifiers and it's like it's like it's like we're we're Mountaineer. Right. Just make sure you have the actual headphones. We're Mountaineer. Like we gotta go unplugged. We gotta go like right. you know, 
the 90s and plug series in order to be able to perform this. It'll be the first, the first yeah. thing we do. Um, because of that, you know, that bands like to be loud, that shows are fun, that people like to be in person with each other. I mean, I, I highly doubt that's going to become voluntarily the future of music, but um, it is exciting to see the ways in which musicians and really just everyone is a, able to adapt to this in positive ways. Even like this, being able to do, you know, interviews. Right. Um, using technology at our, at our fingertips. Um, so we've explored it a little bit. We've talked about it briefly. That would be a fun way to kind of do an alternative to the album release show we were trying to plan before all this. Um, but we'll have to figure it out. And the logistics of getting the loud stuff properly properly mic'd up so it sounds good you know. yeah hey you guys got a month so so, so let's see um so so i want to i want to i want to dive into that album right now because it's it's yeah, it's, it. it's it's been in the back of my head for gosh I, I slept i slept to it woke up to it you know uh mountaineer has you know three full lengths and you joined after passages correct i did yeah. um, um so and on top of that, you know, I want to add that you were you and Forrest used to be in a band called is it Daxma? How do you how do you pronounce Dogma. it? Dogma. Dogma. And okay. we still we still are. Um, okay. Okay. It may have an album coming out in the future as well. Okay. So we'll talk about that at, at some point. Um, I did find Mountaineer after the release of just just prior to the release of Passages. I think they had put up their first teaser video of a song called Hymnal Three. And I heard it, um, I was living in Oakland, California at the time. And I think it came up in my Facebook feed as like dreamy post-metal from Oakland, California. And you know, it, it's post-metal is one of those genres that's a little different than punk bands. And I'm not shit talking punk bands. I played in punk bands. Right, right. Life, it takes a little, you know, expertise to kind of get the longer, more layered songs out there. I put on that song. And I was just like, I'm a shy person normally. I don't, I don't just message people around them. I'm not a big like, <laughs> right. actually friends in real life. I don't normally add you on social media, but I made an exception here. Um, I, I messaged Clayton Bartholomew, who right. is one of the primary writers of Mountaineer. And I just told him, look, I'm, I'm blown away by this. Uh, I play in this other band. Could we play a show together sometime? Clayton checked out my project at the time and invited me to play with him just to jam and that really quickly involved into us deciding we would co-write and him inviting me to be a member of Mountaineer. and you know haven't looked back since now what the you know i want to talk about what you just mentioned about the genre of like post metal post rock yeah doom, yeah sludge metal i mean you can kind of just lump all that in one category is that something you guys you guys were trying to accomplish? Like, okay, this is what we're going to set out to do. This is what we like to listen to. Um, uh, the sound of bloodletting. How do you feel of the overall sound that you guys finish with the final product? Well, I'm I'm so proud of it, and I'm I'm really excited. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with the sound, and so much of the sound. I got to give a shout out to Ben Hirschfield, who was the engineer for all three of these albums from them. Um, ben, ben is a truly remarkable engineer, remarkable human being. Uh, his, his technical skill in making this music come alive, sound big, is just something that's truly magical. Um, in terms of you know, trying to 
figure out an intention with our sound. Miguel Meza, um, Patrick Spain, Clayton Bartholomew, who were the original members of Mountaineer, right. they have so many projects behind them that they had kind of evolved into creating the music of Mountaineer and kind of the, the sounds that really define it. I think just through their own influences, I don't think it was any deliberate thing. I think it was just what kind of came out from their, from their own pasts. Um, then I join and, you know, I'm really attracted to their sound. And I kind of start playing with my writing and trying to write a little bit more in line, but also never really going past, um, never deliberate, never, never something that like, okay, I want to sound this way. It was more yeah. that I was writing things I was feeling and we were bringing it to the table and bringing, you know, each other's older ideas that sat unused and newer things we were writing and just kind of letting it naturally evolve. Yes. Um, so on top of that, I mean, that, that's a great explanation. I mean, that's, you know, uh, for me, you know, personally, you know, and, and the genre of uh, post-metal, it's, it's, it's very, I don't want to say saturated, but, you know, it's, it's a hard genre to lock onto because there's just so many things that you can put into, like, so many different bands have different elements, you know, Alcest, you know, Torch, you know, you could throw a lot of bands into that mix. You guys go in there. For me, it took me a couple of lists to get used to the tone, the atmospheric mood of the album to resonate with me. In my experience, good things take time. And with your album, it did that. And it's still continuing to do that for me. I don't listen to a rock, lot of uh, post-rock uh, or, you know, post or post-metal. But listening to your record as a fan was a breath of fresh air that I may have needed and many other fans may have needed to be reintroduced into the subgenre. And well, thank you. That's a really nice compliment. No, and uh, you know, you know one play, of the things. Yeah, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I mean, one of the things that I really like about their music, and one of the things that attracted me to their sound is, you know, you named a large number of bands labeled post, but all of these bands do, I think, have quite an array, quite a diversity of their sound. Something about Mountaineer is that it doesn't exactly sound like any other band to me necessarily. It gets right. compared bands but it's wholly familiar it's a it's a really familiar and kind of comforting sound it doesn't feel jarring in any kind of way at least in my ears there was an article that i read uh it is a czech article i can't read czech but i, I did my best to translate it you know uh there was there was uh something in it that said it was about the album was built on patrick spain's drums to an extent what do you mm -hmm. what do you what do you what's your opinion on that is that true um whether or not we, we built things on top of Patrick's drums, I don't know that that is necessary from like a chronological standpoint, that yeah. that's necessarily yeah. true. Because a lot of the starting ideas um, came in the form of guitar riffs, uh, largely from Clayton and myself, and then the whole band kind of seized in on them, and we worked together. Now, Pat is one of the most incredible drummers I've ever worked with. And he is such a solid foundation. I mean, and he just takes any genre. He plays in a couple different bands. And anything I've heard him um, play with, he's just created this, like, rock-solid foundational layer. And so I can totally see how one would get the impression that, okay, it has started at the drums, and then they built it on top of the drums. And I think that just speaks to what an incredible drummer Pat is. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of drummers, I think, 
would write to the guitar kind of write around it but no he's just is like this solid thing that we can kind of play on top of and and i think that really speaks to the skill so that recording process uh you guys recorded at new tone is that correct yeah that's been for Hirschfield studio okay um, uh, and so all three albums were done there that was my first time working with ben and ben actually ended up helping out with the music videos as well um what the weeds video which has been released yeah. and, and one other video for a ghost story that's yet to come. Okay, I, okay, I can't wait for that one. Um, so it, how was the recording process? Because you said it was, it, was, it was kind of recorded on Patrick Spain's drums. It's three mm -hmm. guitars and one bass. How, was that challenging for all, you know, as a unit to like, okay, well, uh, as a listener, I thought you guys complemented each other perfectly. I mean, I, I, that was like an epitome, like an example of how a record should be done, post-metal mm -hmm. record, like just because... I heard everything and anything. So how was that? Like, it, was it something that you guys discussed amongst yourselves? Or is that something that your producer came in, you know, Newtone decided, okay, this is how we're going to layer these tracks. Uh, you, 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 know, you know what I'm saying? Like, how was that? Was yeah. it challenging when it, when it came to producing the sound? Well, one, one thing I really want to credit Ben with is Ben brought a lot of ideas to the table in terms of how should we record this? Um, both really ingenious recording techniques that he wanted to try out. And I think we all had this attitude of, let's try it all. Let's try it all. Let's, let's play with every weird instrument. Let's okay. make all these different weird things that aren't even, you know, drums. Let's just see if these sounds, let's go record the rain outside for a while and see if it <laughs> happens to be anything. Yeah. You know, we didn't have a, specified designated producer per se but one of the things i liked about the recording process with ben is one the experimentation but also just the way he really integrated all of us being able to record at once yes so instead of having a day that was like okay today's all about getting the drums done today's next day is clayton's turn then it's isaac's turn where we're just kind of layering on top of each other there was a lot of particularly of the guitarist, me, Clayton, and Forrest, sitting there passing guitars back and forth, or actually Clayton's a lefty, so input jacks left and yeah, there you go. I'm a lefty, left so and right, I know, and I know, kind of recording like... all at once in this really chaotic but beautiful way. So, you know, after the recording, well, actually even before the recording, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, your uh, previous uh, work with Dogma. So I wanted to ask, like, what, what new element do you feel like you bring to the table? Because now, now that now you're with the band, and now it's uh, what is it, a six-piece group now? It, yeah, is, at is this the, point is it is. You know, is it the songwriting? Like, did it just get turned up a notch? Because each of you have contributed. Uh, when mm -hmm. you have, when you come to song, songwriting, how much of that did you take into this album? Like, did a bulk load come on you, or did Clayton, you know, start everything up and then you know went to you guys? when it came to the lyrics? My, my impression from hearing about the past albums and where this one's different is that Clayton was pretty solely responsible for the musical arrangement of both Sirens and Slumber and Passages. Okay. And obviously what he was able to produce on his own is what attracted me to joining up with him. Um, I, I saw this as a very collaborative effort. And while some parts of this album were more written by Clayton or more written by me or um, some ideas were Forrest ideas. I gotta say my favorite parts on this album and what really makes me excited about my future with Mountaineer 
my favorite parts of the album are the parts that are like, this is an even split. This is a third, in terms of guitar. Yeah, yeah. Clayton, a third Forrest, a third Isaac. And I think we're all really capable writers of our own. We all kind of have our, our resumes of our other projects that we've been part of before that. But it's those moments where we bring ideas that we wouldn't have come up with ourselves. Um, when I've written a foundational riff, for instance, and then Clayton and Forrest do their thing on top of that. Those are my favorite parts of this album. And, and, that's, and that's in quite a few tracks. Man, uh, yeah, I, I, everything you mentioned, like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like going through the track by track like, in my head as I'm, as I'm thinking about it. Um, um, have your inspir- you know, as, aspirations like as a person or an artist, you know, and you've been involved in a number of, number of projects, now you're with Mountaineer. Have they evolved since once you first started playing just guitar in general or just an instrument? Oh, to where yeah. you are now? I mean, I, I had um, a friend post up some Facebook thing of like, share about your first band you were ever a part of. And I'm sharing about my 14 year old crust punk band. <laughs> some, like, what was the name? Bush thing. Do you remember the Behind name? Behind Glass Shadows. Behind <laughs> awesome. Glass Shadows was my first. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, I, I've played crust punk. I played in a black metal band for some time. Um, right on. Of course. Uh, yeah, because that was the early 2010 kind of days. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Dogma was probably the first serious project to get going. But I, I feel like it's all been one sort of evolution to get to the level that I wanted to be at personally as a musician and to be able to work with musicians as skilled as those in Mountain. Um, you know, yes, my sounds evolved and also kind of my writing ability. And I, I feel like I learn a lot um, from Clayton in particular around editing. And, you know, he's made me a stronger editor. Okay, so I wanted to follow up on that too. Before I do that, um, I was going to ask, have you, have you gone touring with Mountaineers since you joined? I know it's been no, just, I have just, not. You know, just been a recording the, process, so. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest fun. We've played some shows. We've played shows locally. Um, with a number of cool bands uh, in and around the Bay Area. But summer, we had gearing up to do a, a at least west coast of the United States tour, if not a little bit more, maybe western United States. And that'll just have to be something we do in the future. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. That, we all like each other. We're all excited to, to keep this going. So I think it will happen. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like, I mean, you guys are on that list of like so many bands who've released a new album, and now it's just like wait and see what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, uh, you know, like we're talking about like being stuck at home with all this. Do you have any other uh, forms of creativity? Like, do you have any any other interest that feeds your creativity within a band? Something that maybe doesn't involve music. I know we talked about it before the interview, but just something that that you do like that doesn't involve, you know, being in front of a bunch of people and like playing an instrument. Something else that feeds into your drive for music? Yeah, I, I mean, I, in terms of just like artistic interests outside yeah. of me, um, yeah. I've been on my own as a hobby trying to get more and more into photography and just kind of yeah, awesome. pursuing that as an interest. I mean, that's, I always wished I was a really good visual artist and I'm a terrible visual artist in terms of my ability to draw <laughs> or paint. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. So other skilled artists to be able to do that kind of thing for me and with me. Um, I wish I could do my own album covers kind of thing. So 
uh, I, I definitely am trying to at least come up with some other things besides music, but music's the main one. Yeah. Um, um, so, okay, there you go. Yeah, I don't know why it's doing that right now. <laughs> it's welcome to the digital age. <laughs> yeah. But but so um, I wanted to take a step back for about the songwriting that you were talking about. You know, Clayton mm -hmm. talked about the weeds that I've tended. It's kind of like a theme that you guys had throughout the album. It was, it's about being confronted yeah. with past mistakes and being forced to look them in the eye. Um, yeah. Did you guys all agree to that theme? And, you know, is that the goal you guys were trying to get when it we, comes to... We did. And really early on, in fact, um, pretty shortly after, after seeing the play together, I think it was Clayton kind of brought this idea to the table and he had just been sharing some stuff about his, his personal life and kind of just reflecting the process of getting older and looking back on our past, seeing, feeling, feeling ready to move on from certain parts of, of our past. And I think the thing about this theme is it's so easy to relate to for so yeah. many people. All of us instantly really were like, well, yeah, I've got my own version of that. I can think of how I've gotten to where I am now to be kind of a healthier, happier person and what work it took to get there. We all kind of had that story. And so it was really easy to be like, yeah, that sounds great. That's the album we should write. Um, and so, you know, a lot of the titles we, we kind of played around with, Bloodletting became the title, but this kind of idea, the lyrics of Weeds, um, the song, To Those We've Said Goodbye. Yeah. Um, they all kind of lead to this, this general theme of, of being ready to move on from the past and kind of being ready to tackle new frontiers in life. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I noticed as I was listening to the songs, you know, it was uh, like, it was, there was a theme that, and it's important. It's, you want to be able to be consistent and stick with the theme that's, you know, that's connecting to the fans and considering everything that's going on right now, I feel like it's, it, this is what we need, you know, something like, something like this, something, you know, trying to say goodbye to, you know, what our struggles were with the past and like a, something that's going right now worldwide, you know, you know, as lyrical interpretation goes, like, the, you know, holding on to something strong as such as sound of, you know, your music is, I believe will resonate with a lot of people, you know, like me and fans going forward. And what I've noticed is it's not, I, I don't know if Mountaineer, you know, no, Bloodletting, this album is for like a large group of fans, but it's for that small group of dedicated fans who know the music. I, I lost just in that last part, but, you know, I, I have been thinking myself about how much more power this theme that we chose takes on in this present moment. And yeah. I, I've spent a lot of time reflecting on that, that though we kind of intentioned it in this more like personal interpretation kind of way, it's kind of a catharsis the whole world needs right now. Yeah. And I really hope that it becomes available to people who would enjoy it in such a way that it might serve that purpose for them. That yes, it's a good entertaining release with good musical moments, but that maybe they, they get something out of listening, that it kind of helps them in processing the, the present moment. Um, yeah. I hope it serves that for at least some people. And do like uh, between the six of you, I know that's a lot of members within a, within yeah. a group. Usually when you think about six people in a band, it's like, Oh, a boy band. No, 
It's it's different. It's, you know, it's, it's we're we're a boy band in our own way. <laughs> so, do you guys have any like uh, I was gonna ask like any different genre taste between you guys that kind of just bring new things to the table? Something maybe you guys don't even listen to that don't include metal. You know? Yeah, I, I think I mean while we're all metalheads, um, I do have a sense that everyone's kind of got their different taste in music. Um, yeah. You know, I I remember my first hangouts with uh, with Miguel and Clayton in there kind of showing me this like 90s grunge stuff that all stuff that we know but I hadn't personally kind of considered yeah. part of my um, you know background and I think we all just have our different I can't speak to everyone's exact musical interests in okay. any good authoritative <laughs> way because they're going to be like no why, why'd you say that again <laughs> but, um, but you know what I know that we're all just deep music lovers and yeah. I know that um that expand that it that expands beyond the world of, of metal. And, you know, everyone's really got their taste that kind of influence the sound that they're trying to craft in their own instrument. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I t- totally get that. And uh, just a couple more questions before we finish this up. Do, okay. So what are yeah. your, what are your uh, plans are, you know, you guys have any, like, I, w- I want to ask if you guys have touring, but I know it's, it's kind of hard to say, you know, I mean, I hope that it's next year. I hope that, um, you know, it's, we all kind of hope for the world. I hope the world is such a place that we can take the plans we had that couldn't happen for this summer and, and just push it back. Be like, we're going to do that next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I, that, that, that goes into, into the lyrical content you guys are. It's about saying goodbye to like the past, like, and you're just going to yeah. bring this new record on just to show the fans. And I hope you guys get all the recognition you guys, you deserve and uh, get all the Thank tours you. i don't know if you've been on you know the touring live to an extent like if it's if it's like a thing that you want to be used to you know but when it comes to touring it's like something you gotta you know take life on the road and it's a little different when you know just staying at home and i know you're a you're a school teacher it's, it's a little different when you know take time off go play some music yeah, and then yeah so well we all we all have our versions of that we all have you know home lives and jobs and things we're trying to work around but this is a labor of love i mean yeah the the money and the time and the tears that i know we've put individually into our own sort of music creation process um obviously we wouldn't do it if it wasn't a labor of love and i know that the goal is to create a situation where we can tour and play shows and that's what we would like to do yeah. So I was going to ask if you weren't a musician, what would you be doing right now? But I think you already answered that <laughs> in a way. Um, yeah. So, uh, so this is a question that I love to ask. Uh, it, okay. it always, it always makes uh, musicians, you know, think long and hard about it. And it's, uh, All right. what would your favorite, and this will be just any favorite artist that you would like to collaborate with that you haven't already? Oh, yeah, I'm wow. putting, on, I'm putting um, on the spot right there. Yeah, I can see why I can see why that's a thing. Um, all right, well, I'm going to answer it for for me personally. Then, and that's kind of I, I don't think it would be um, the same answer necessarily for for everyone. But okay. an artist, totally outside of I think the genre of mountaineer that I, I really admire is Austin Lund from Panopticon. Oh, okay. Just his, you know, I told you that I have a, a black metal cast. Yeah, um, of course. And and his his ingenuity in terms of the bridging of the different themes 
that he's put into Panopticon. Um, you know, I've got a Panopticon tattooed on me. Uh, not not after the ban, after after the thing of a yeah, Panopticon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the, the different themes he, he's put into his into his work and just his approach to guitar and kind of crafting, you know, bringing in different folk musical elements. I don't know. There's there's someone I would love to at least meet one day and, and All right, shake, let's shake his hand if we can shake hands again. I mean, let's use this show as a plug. So let's make sure he hears that this information. Right, cool. <laughs> uh, man, that's a that's a band I have not heard in a while. Um, so you kind of actually got got me another interest. Well, listen, going so I, I, hope, I hope there's more to come from yeah. from him. So um so before we wrap it up, um, I would ask you know as a guitarist like you know such as yourself, go like where you are right now in your career. Lastly, what advice would you have someone like for wanting to follow in your footsteps? Um, if you, if you would have, you know, it, the reason why I asked this is because I'm putting, you know, a school teacher and a guitarist together and especially with someone, you know, like that's wanting to, you know, pursue a musical career, you know? Yeah. And it, well, actually this question is a, a little less difficult for me to answer only because I've been teaching a music class. Yeah. And I have, okay. I actually am fortunate to have some really talented young musicians that I work with. And one of the things that I, I just tell those students is you just need to write. You need to keep writing. You need to finish ideas that you are writing and see them through. And they don't need to be perfect. You don't need to knock it out of the park with your first songs. I didn't, obviously <laughs> I would be embarrassed. <laughs> if any of my first songs were leaked out to the public, but you build on top of that foundation and right. you just keep going with that. And, you know, I, I hope that um, that kind of helps that practice really helps, but also just doing it, just, just getting in there and doing it and keep keeping on with the writing. Yeah. That's so a that's great message. That's a great message. That's, that, that's something I should just send it to my peers and they could just send, give it to a lot of people that they know. And uh, that, that'd be awesome. Um, so Isaac, man, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, I cannot sunny, wait for thank this. Thank you for having me. And uh, don't forget, guys. So this podcast, you can actually find it on Apple, Spotify, every major podcast, including Stitcher out now. Uh, Bloodletting uh, from uh, Life Force Records from the band Mountaineer is out on what day, Isaac? May 22nd. May 22nd. Make sure you guys pick it up. Support this band. They need us. And, you know, we need them more than you know. Uh, thank you guys so much. And you guys have a great day. What's up, guys? Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe 
and share our channel. It would be greatly appreciated. And we look forward to bringing more guests onto our podcast. And if you have any suggestions on who we should bring next or in the future, please let us know. You can find us at Interview Under Fire's Facebook or Instagram, or you can reach me directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at Interview Under Fire.